uh, we have today with us uh, Ms. Yuki Lau, uh, Deputy Senior Manager at Entity Advanced Technology Corp. And Ms. Kanika Butani, uh, Deputy Senior Manager, Global Pre-Sales Entity Advanced Technology Corp. Um, so, hi Yuki and Kanika, welcome to the Fast Mode Studios here at the Fast Mode. We are excited to have you today. Hello, good morning everyone. Hi, all pleasure, good morning. Excellent. Okay, so are you guys excited about the upcoming Asia Tech at Singapore? What are your plans for the event? Um, so for me, of course, we are all really excited because you know that um, it's one of the uh, largest ICT stage in Asia. So we are hoping that uh, this event will actually have uh, giving us more opportunity to liaise us with more buyers and perhaps potential partners in this region. So yeah, we're really excited, right, Kanika? Okay. Yeah, so I think, you know, as Yuki said, we certainly, it's a very, very good opportunity for us to, to uh, bring out our products and, you know, the niche technology that Entity AT is involved in. Uh, to the knowledge of many, and since it's, it's very much advanced tech, uh, it's, a, it's a right place to connect to all other enthusiasts who are, you know, now looking on the future technologies and want to then go on for collaboration with some good brand names. Yeah. Okay, great. Great to hear that. So, um, let's uh, move on to some of the questions that uh, we have today. Uh, we would like to, we would like you to share some insights on these. Um, so, the first one, you know, uh, a big topic that we have today because there's so much advancements in this area, which is the data center networks. Um, we heard about, uh, you know, um, um, uh, entities, uh, advanced technologies, um, Rome product, the robotic optical management engine being the layer one switch, um, optical switch offered by you guys so how does Rome work and uh, why and why are its capabilities uh, important for today's data centers also basically Rome so-called the robotic optical uh, management uh, the uh, engineering is basically realizing the optical connections automated by the robots so it is really widely used in the data centers and the laboratories as uh, because it enables the smart operations for the fiber management. So um, we have a few series, two series mainly. So the robot mini has a 96 of uh, optical parts on one side and 96 on the other side. And all the parts have the connectors. So it means that the, um, the robot mechanism inside the device, um, they are able to connect to um, any combinations of 96 by 96. Whereas the upper model of uh, Rome 500 we call, as a two pots of 128 times 128 pots. So anyway, the fantastic thing about this product is all the connections can be actually controlled remotely uh, by only commands. And so why we're thinking, so why, why Roam? So um, Roam, first of all, the benefit of Roam is that it's automated. Um, it will open the line remotely and based on a schedule that you actually set. So that uh, especially crucial during right now, COVID, we can't have like, you know, the operators there to uh, function on all the thing. And secondly, it's reliable. So because it's programmably operated, there will be zero defect on the human errors. And third most important thing is that the security. So that uh, it will track the report of actually uh, who lock in and who lock out. So based on all this advantage and everything, 
So it's actually really, really good product. Wow, interesting. So that's a, that's a big area that you know we see a lot of uh, enterprise uh, networks, especially, are concentrating on making sure that uh, the, the data networks are secure and that there's the reliability is there. So moving on to, uh, now to the optical networks, another area that you have a very strong presence in. So how has the optical systems uh, in the operator transport network uh, evolved in the last five years? Uh, what are the key hardware and architectural changes in uh, optical networks um, that uh, have taken place to support you know uh, the new level of speeds that we are looking at you know 800g and and 400g yeah so um when talking about the history and how it has now evolved so far um i'll bring out the case of entity right so uh, entity had introduced an all ip network back in year 2008 and uh, in in japan and uh, then they had established the basic network infrastructure and from uh, from that point on, we have been working on um, IPv6 compatibility and upgrading the access network for that. So so far, we have completed uh, all the support that a 5G network would require. And as you as you also pointed out, that you know the, with these ever increasing speeds and bandwidth, um, the needs and the demand for a very very robust infrastructure is uh, very high. So that's precisely what Entity Group is also aiming for. And um, just to share with you that in the in the recent years, uh, we have been proposing a new concept that's uh, ION. So it's, it's innovative optical and wireless network. Uh, this is this is to support the uh, the demands and the needs of the new smart societies. So as you see that nowadays everything, all the gadgets uh, in the, we see that you know in the near future will be will be talking to us, will be interacting to us. So this is what the uh, future has in store, and uh, now is the time that we set up all the foundation for that. So um, talking of Ion, uh, it's a, it's a all photonics network that uh, that's deploying the optical based technology uh, right from the network to the terminal. So we aim to achieve it, to realize it uh, by 2030, year 2030. And um, we are co collaborating now with the entity laboratories and partners. Uh, and the entity advanced technology is, uh, you know, very much involved in all the R&D activities to, to make this vision, uh, to achieve this vision of ION, that's the Innovative Optical and Wireless Network. Wow, interesting. 2030, we have another nine years and, you know, that's um, the, the whole concept, the, the innovation, uh, the optical and wireless uh, network. Ion, I, I think that's, that's an idea that will be big, you know, moving forward as we see uh, the development in the Internet of Things and the, the, the connectivity that is required across so many devices, you know, so many gadgets. Um, I, I think uh, you guys are, you know, uh, doing great work there in terms of your R&D and stuff. Um, of course, um, closer to us now is, is the other topic, which is the 5G. 5G rollouts are already taking place. Um, so we see all the traffic that is aggregated from operator networks will soon be offloaded um, uh, onto the transport network. Uh, are today's transport networks uh, ready to take on this traffic and also to support uh, the traffic across these 5G access networks? Can we expect to see optical connectivity going further out um, to the base stations? 
Uh, well, that's also one of the targets of uh, ION uh, that I just introduced. So, um, as you see, you know, depending on different countries and regions, the, the mobile network today is not really fully capable of taking advantage and leveraging the true capabilities of 5G. So, um, and 5G is not, not just a part of 4G. So, we need a network that, that you know, you, utilizes and leverages all the uh, opportunities that 5G provides of, uh, you know, establishing the multiple simultaneous connections or low latency for that matter. So, um, the new mobile networks will, will, I believe, will change our lives and businesses um, by, by intelligently connecting each other and, you know, making them more interactive. So, um, many products uh, that we'll be exhibiting in this, up, in this exhibition uh, will be supporting all the 5G networks. And uh, having said that, NTT uh, always, you know, focuses on what's coming next. So, of course, we, we have our energies on 5G. But at the same time, uh, we are looking on this, uh, you know, ever-evolving, uh, advancing technology, and we are also keeping our focus and developing technologies that go beyond 5G and not only limit ourselves to 5G. Yes. Excellent. Interesting. So, so the uh, on, on optical networks further on another another key uh, area you know we, we see that the, you know with the 5g rollouts and the, the optical transport network now maturing and then carrying more speeds and low much lower latencies than it used to so we see that you know to enable that uh, this a big topic uh, that that is always uh, what that needs addressing which is the network resiliency so we see that in some regions um, they are very susceptible to extreme weather conditions and then and, and in some places, um, there are issues like power outages and disruptions. So um, in such scenarios, how can operators or what can operators do to ensure network resiliency and sustainability? Um, yeah, so <clears throat> you're right about it. So network resilience is, has been very crucial. Um, I think Entity Group actually learned um, the importance of this network uh, resilience after the uh, great earthquake, uh, great eastern earthquake happened back in um, 2011. So, and then this COVID also has shown that resilience is actually an essential component for the organization's business continuity plan. So, currently, all the company, majority of companies are facing some, a test of whether they could actually um, adopt the remote workforce and also maintain the current business operation. So I guess redundancy is actually the most vital component for the uh, network resilience, but it actually comprises multiple aspects. For example, you need to have a, a redundant network configurations. You need to maintain your operation design and you need to have a very reliable equipment. And most importantly, you need to have a deployment of the independent power sources, meaning perhaps you will have to start currently to create a robust microgrid or energy storage solutions, um, which is actually uh, critical to develop the resiliency. So um, I think overall the key words is that automations will help to build the network resiliency. So when company like Cisco even, um, they needed to prepare for the shift of the, the work from home. And guess what? Automation was actually the key for the whole thing. 
Thank you. Excellent, excellent. Well, because, yeah, these are some of the areas that, yeah, um, network operators will definitely worry about. But, you know, having the right solutions and the right approaches to ensuring these, you know, against like what you've uh, rightly pointed out, uh, the pandemic, nobody expected it to, to, to unfold to this level. But uh, yes, the networks are still operating. And I think these are the kind of solutions that are backing up uh, today's, uh, you know, uh, operators, whether it's fixed uh, fix operators or mobile operators and so on. Thank you, Yuki and Kanika, for sharing your insights on these very interesting topics. For everyone tuning in, you can learn more about NTT Advanced Technology Corp at www.ntt-at.com. And don't forget to visit um, NTT 80's uh, showcases at the Asia Tech Times Singapore event happening this week. Uh, thank you and see you again in our next video. Bye. I'll see you guys on the uh, virtual book tomorrow. Yeah, bye-bye. Thank you. See you tomorrow.